Welcome to A Brit in LA with star of stage and screen, Lauren Samuels. Each week, she'll be navigating different areas of the US entertainment industry after swapping London for La La Land. She'll be meeting inspiring figures who are achieving their own Hollywood dreams. Lauren, welcome back to A Brit in LA. If you haven't already, please give the show a follow so that you never miss an episode. And remember, you can get in touch with me via our website, abritinla.fm. Now, today's guest, guys, was an absolute hoot. Jonathan Pash certainly knows a bit about following your dreams. Originally from England, Jonathan is an extremely charismatic celebrity TV and red carpet host and presenter who's interviewed everyone from Angelina Jolie to Daniel Radcliffe. He also runs his own successful media and marketing company, Next Generation, and now is a realtor to the rich and famous here in LA. It was so fascinating to talk to him about how he's managed to find success in so many industries here in Hollywood, um, what it's like interviewing such big names um, and how he manages to stay positive and find the light in almost any situation. His advice at the end of our talk um, really resonated with me. So let's jump to the chat. Jonathan Pash, welcome to A Brit in LA. All right. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> a Brit in LA. We're both in LA. We're having a chat about British life in LA. Here we go with both Brits in LA. And for those of you that cannot see, if you can't see this, Johnny has the most amazing LA background. Let me just show them quick. I, I just want to show you. I want to show everybody what they're, what they're missing, really. This is. Oh, everyone in England. This is why we do these moves, Lauren, you know. It's, beautiful, beautiful. It's the weather. It's the opportunity. It's. So that's that's what I want to start with. I need to start at the very beginning for you, Jonathan, yes. because you're you're a man of many talents, let's be fair. But what did you want to be when you were growing up? Wow, that's really interesting. Um I always do you know what it was? I I was always very good at art, you know, drawing, painting, all of that type of thing. And I I really wanted to be a Disney animator. That that oh. was it. I um I do you know I remember okay when we had video cassettes back in the day and I was begging my mum and dad to uh take us to Disneyland in Florida and you used to used to call up and used to get the free cassette in the in the uh, in the post I used to put it on I used to watch it over and over but towards the end of that video cassette it used to show all the animators in in the Disney studios just drawing away the you know the Mickey Mouse and so on and I was like, man, I want some of that life. I want to be there. So it didn't quite work out that way. But we're here now. And so um, you're here. You're here. We're, in we're kind of in the same line of work. It's still it's still creative for sure. So yeah. So you always knew that you wanted to do something creative. Essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah. was always very artistic. I, I studied at the Surrey Institute of, of Art and Design. And then I, I got my BA honours degree um, in fine art and and then just yeah just diversify that into my work over the years so that's right, how it all so, worked out so then how how are you here in LA what what brought you from um England to LA initially well luckily I can get over here on a no one visa and um, you know right. a talent visa I think that's what what all of us Brits are doing right um <laughs> an and extraordinary alien that's, what it, that's right that's right <laughs> And um, because I've been a TV host for probably, you know, over 15 years, um, I was a TV host here about seven years ago. I did a lot of work for QVC, Access, E, 
uh, Hollywood Reporter. And then I moved back to England and I actually um, set up my own advertising and marketing agency because I, I've been within marketing um, and advertising and selling media for around about the same time as being a host. And, you know, myself and the wife, we were just like, what are we doing after COVID? We were stuck here in, in, in Surrey. We had a lovely home in Surrey, but we were just like, oh, you know, is this our life right now? And we just worked on the visa. It, it took, you know, it took two years to get over the line just because there was such a back, backlog of, you know, visa submissions during COVID. Mm-hmm. And finally, we got, we got the, the three-year sponsorship with a, a network over here, got the O-1 visa, relocated, relocated out here, similar to yourself, just over a year ago, um, came here to expand my advertising and marketing agency and then, yeah, just now firmly settled here, working on the green card at the moment. Um, and, you know, my company is is thriving over here. But I, I think I might have mentioned to you, as well as running my company, doing a lot of TV hosting work still, mostly for a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a full-time realtor with Douglas Elliman in Beverly Hills for the uh, the remainder of the day. So running my company in the mornings and then full-time high-end residential and commercial real estate uh, for the rest of the day. So You've got so much going on. I feel honoured yeah. that you've given me a slice of your time. To no, don't be silly. Absolutely. <laughs> this, this is what it's all about, sharing ideas and, exactly. you, you know, creating and inspiring. So, yeah, so and, let's and, talk about your... Hmm. Sorry, no, you carry on, sir. I was just going to say, this is the place to do it, you know, Lauren. I mean, I feel in England, we can get very stuck in our ways um, back in England, we we can we can become quite lazy there because it's so safe and it's so available and secure. I I feel that when you get out here, there is so much competition. There's vast opportunity, and it really does drive us to get up and go, get up first thing in the morning, get grinding, get working, and I and I feel that's that's what we all need in our life to in order yeah. to succeed. So. Yeah, there's definitely a different mindset here. You're right. I mean, obviously the weather helps because it's a very outdoorsy yeah. place. You know, you want to mm-hmm. get up and go immediately when the sun's out. But there is definitely, like you say, way more opportunities here. And there's way more of a, a drive with people. Here. Yeah, agreed. Right. I completely agree with that. But let's talk for a second. You worked, as you said, for many years as a TV host and you've interviewed some incredibly impressive people um, <laughs> yeah. along the way to rattle off a few. Angelina Jolie, Chris Rock, Rachel McAdams, Daniel Radcliffe. Um my question to you is, did you ever get nervous chatting to such big names? Do you know what? I I never did. I never did because just before you're about to, you get a little bit, you get a little bit nervy as these celebrities coming down the red carpet. And it can be quite competitive on those red carpets, whether I'm standing there and the celebrity is forced to walk into my direction or you're one of the reporters that are leaning over the railings trying to grab a few words. It can be quite competitive. And a lot of the other reporters, they can they can fizzle out and, and you know, get a, a bit scared of that. But I've just, I'm very out there. I just, I just grab them. I grab their attention. And they're, they're human beings at the end of the day. I, I think, you know, when you're standing next to the likes of, um, you know, Bradley Cooper or... David Hasselhoff was a great interview back in the day. They're just people. They're just good fun. They 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 want to be interviewed. They love it. Uh, you know, they absolutely love it. That's why they're there. And if you can just 
prompt yourself and just dive on in there and build that immediate rapport and make them feel comfortable, then yeah, you can extract as much information out of these celebrities as, as you need to. So yeah, yeah it's just you, good fun. Do you ever feel like there's an element, like you said, cause there's so many of you on the carpet of like, I have to come up with a really interesting question kind no, of thing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. right. And I use my, my kind of cheeky chappy ways to, you know, get some, get some forward questions over the line, just kind of shake them up a bit, prompt them a bit. And, and then, you know, they look, kind of look at me like, wow, who is this British, British guy asking me about my life? I kind of like him. And then, you know, you just kind of build that rapport. It's, it's, it's nice. It's been, uh, so been good your fun. Britishness, your Britishness has helped then with that. <laughs> Especially over here. I mean, you know, Lauren, they, they absolutely love it. We just need to open our, open our voice, you know, our mouth here and uh, just suck in all of that great opportunity and connections. It's, uh, we got the upper hand for sure. Yeah, they do like our accent. That's definitely true. We can get away with a lot. What, what would you say has been your most um, memorable interview and why? Um, I think that Angelina Jolie one was was really, really strong and powerful. I've, I've only got a, a few small snippets on online, but um, she brought out um, the film Unbroken, which is a, a real hard hitting film. And every everyone was very kind of mellow and um, they didn't quite know the direction to ask her and I just like asking her about herself and her experience and and being within London and she just came alive as where I have kind of ITV and Five and BBC next to me who uh who didn't know what to ask her because the mm. the film was incredibly sad and I really kind of I brought her to life in that moment and yeah it was just a special one really to have a mm. you know a, a high-end Hollywood actress like Angelina Jolie just a couple of feet in front of you it's um yeah it's it's a it's a dream it's you know one of those dreams come true I know it's a little bit cliche but you do get a little bit starstruck but then yeah. when you start to talk to them they're, they're just human beings they're just great people and yeah. um you know they're just out there to have a great time so and I guess, like you say quite a lot of people would be asking the same kind of stale questions maybe. yeah and you came that's up with something it. that was a bit more interesting and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. That, that's right. And, and that's how it kind of leads. And, and that's what all the interviews should, should be, really. Yes, touch on the subject, touch on the great success of the film and the character and all of that type of thing. But um, just, just kind of be yourself and, and, and just ask these lovely celebrities ab ab about themselves and how they're feeling. I, I think that's... That's what we kind of take away a lot um, when we're at a lot of these events and so on. I, I just I feel we um, I just feel we need to be be ourselves and just ask the I don't know where I'm going with this now. I just <laughs> ask about them rather than yeah, like that's personally. Right. Yeah, yeah. I guess, no, I, guess sure. I guess they get treated like um, a celebrity all the time. Or that's like something right. That you put on a pedestal, yeah. but they're just a human. Yeah, that's right. We're all humans here, and yeah. um, you know we're we're all here on the same journey, wherever yeah. that may be. So. I guess on the flip side of that, as a presenter, you always have to write, be thinking on your feet. You've got to improvise in live situations. Yes. When might it have not gone as planned for you? And how have you handled that? <laughs> there, there's certainly been a few times where I, um, I, 
Okay, there was there was a, a moment, I think this was probably about eight years ago, I hosted the um, Croydon Christmas lights because, yeah, I, I'm, I'm from Croydon, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but, um, the yeah, I got asked to host the Croydon Christmas lights and just as the countdown is about to kick off, I had to introduce the mayor and I forgot her name. So just as the countdown is coming into play, I had to rush back, quickly look at my cue cards, rush back on stage and do that announcement. But, oh, wow, it could have all gone so wrong. They had, you know, they had all the fireworks set up and everything and Santa was there. And and, um, and I was like, wow, how that was a little, that was a kind of a, a moment of just, yeah, it was very overwhelming. There was a good few thousand Croydoners cheering mm. you on in that in that moment and for a split second I my brain went fuzzy I totally forgot what, what I was about to do but then I managed yeah. to breathe and recollect myself and uh, deliver nicely so um yeah that that was a moment but I think with TV presenting like everybody messes up and you shouldn't be afraid you shouldn't be afraid to do that um mm-hmm. you know we're all individuals just just trying to um, create a great opportunity here. And I, I feel if you do me- mess up on a question and it doesn't quite go your way, just kind of just laugh it off and just move on and, and crack on and just and just carry on with it. We're, we're all here together. So yeah. it's and I one think of those sometimes things. People, people like mistakes, right? I know working yeah. in um, live theatre a lot, audiences sometimes when things have gone really wrong, go away feeling like they had a really special experience right. because yeah. it went wrong. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. No, no, you you absolutely get it, Laura. So, um, yeah, you just kind of kind of laugh Go it off it. and exactly yeah. wing it. Exactly. So you know? you, ch- you touched upon this just now, but in 2018 you founded um, Next Generation, which yes. is your media and marketing agency based out of LA and London. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, what, what motivated you to start that company? I think what it was is that. I'd, I've been doing this for so long and, um, you know, media buy-in and, um, you know, an array of different marketing for, for companies. It was it was the case of that I learned a lot of bad uh, moments from some of my predecessors and, and previous companies that I worked with. And I wasn't happy with the way they had their company and the way that they were delivering performance and all of this type of thing. And I just kind of looked at myself one day and thought, hey, man, I, I need to be doing this on my own. What what am I doing? I need to be an entrepreneur. I need to be doing this on my own. In fact, it was my wife that really motivated me to set up my own company. She was like, why are you working for this? Muppet <laughs> um, when you should really be doing this on your on your own and and I just I took what I had learned and created from the past and started to formulate a young dynamic great team of marketeers and we all came together and just just launched the company and and just straight away fell into great clients repeat clients and really kind of diversifying within within our market marketing because we we used to focus mostly on kind of financial clients real estate clients and we used to do a lot of lead generation for those particular clients with all of our digital marketing but then that 
that can be a challenge because the you know some campaigns might not work and you know some clients might not be too happy whilst other clients are it all comes down to the root of marketing and the product and all of this type of thing so we weren't enjoying it a couple of years into it and we we were doing so well and then i managed to to now create the agency into more of a creative agency where we specialize in you know fun jobs with brand creation website design app development we design brochures. We do a lot of video production, photography, um, a lot of PR management um, in lots of newspapers and publications, especially over here, and also TV, um, national TV campaigns. We're running for our clients over here. We're on channels such as Fox Business, Bloomberg, CNBC, ABC. And that's what really gets my juices going, really. The more kind of creative side of what we do as compared to just generating leads for clients and, right. and that's where we are creativity for you for sure yeah. for sure absolutely and it's, it's just great we we've got some fantastic projects on the go at the moment for me it's a little bit of a challenge because a lot of my clients are based in the uk and all over europe and, and the middle east so in essence i'm having to get up super early in the mornings get in the office at like 6am, deal with my UK guys, my UK team, make sure all of the campaigns are flowing nicely, maintaining that energy because I'm, you know, obviously full-time real estate from 11am onwards to the rest of the day. Right. So, yeah. but hey, you know, it's great fun. Um, and as you mentioned before, I, I feel like the opportunity here, the energy and especially the sunlight um, it's that get up and go and you just gotta yeah. you just gotta get your hands dirty and, and get yeah. with it and then host yeah. and then hosting events in the evening I've done three events this week on wow. the red carpet yeah I was gonna ask oh. are you still doing your presenting do you still, still find time it. for it oh yeah, wow because... so you still have the passion for that for sure my um my company handle a lot of the step and repeats for a lot of the events the videography the photography so we did a few events this week. Um, we did the Women's uh, Business Network event in the Peninsula in Beverly Hills on Wednesday night, which is fantastic. Um, you know, we interviewed some great celebrities and really empowering women. And it was fantastic to be a part of that, um, you know, striving and leading the way for, for female entrepreneurism, which, which is great. Um, good to be a part of that. We did a fantastic job there. And then last night, I got invited to um, uh, Jeter's higher, higher Dining. It was in this incredible mansion in somewhere in the hills of Beverly Hills. I think it might have been Holmby Hills. And it was like this tropical oasis of, you know, just this beautiful dinner, palm trees all around you. And greenery and rocks all uh, you know all of the mountains all around you and we had you know hollywood celebrities there i can't mention any names i'm really sorry of course um, <laughs> um we had uh, uh comedy performances there we had one of the residents at the magic castle on sunset he was doing the magic there and then the most incredible light drone show uh wow. just in the skies it, it was unreal and i was the um 
I was the live events host. So I had to do my, my br British spin on things. And I was popping out in various locations all around the event with a spotlight on me. Oh, it was fantastic. It didn't finish till, it didn't finish until 11. Um, so I'm, I might sound a little bit croaky. Um, <laughs> wow, you're living the best LA life. John. You got to do it. it. But as you say, you're now a successful realtor here in LA. So how did that shift come about for you? So when when we got here and I, I established the company quite quickly, and then we started to file for the green card, um, I, I started doing the you've got to do like a six month online college course. Um, so I had to do that whilst, you know, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> and then I took my real estate exam in August. It took me three goes because it was literally the hardest thing I've ever had to study for. Oh, wow. Lauren, you know, what it's like their language over here is completely black completely backwards. Different. Yeah. Like <laughs> words like, encumbrances and I, I can't even go into it <laughs> I um you're sitting there in this room with 30 other people taking the exam with a glass box around you doing the tick box of various questions and I can't believe it I failed it twice and I was like I've got I was up all night reading seminars and doing webinars and reading books and I went in and luckily I passed it and then I've always been a, a big fan of Bravo's Million Dollar Listing, Los oh, Angeles, yeah, yeah, I know that show, yeah. Tracy Tudor, Josh Flagg, Josh Altman. And I was like, look, they're all at Douglas Elliman. I know of Douglas Elliman in Beverly Hills. I knocked on the door. Uh, I spoke to the presidents there and I was like, hey, you need to hire me. We need to get this thing going. And I properly started there in November and it's just been, it's been amazing. Real estate over here is incredible. You yeah, can yeah. you can literally buy a twenty million if you got the money, it, buy a twenty million dollar home in Bel Air and you can move into it within a week. You know we are in the hub of the global wealth here. You know that the, yeah, the yeah. some of the people that I'm speaking to on the phones and meeting face to face, they're they're just unbelievable. You know their element of net worth. And mm -hmm. they're investing in various projects all over the place. So it's been an incredible ride. Um, well, of course, you mentioned million it. dollar listing, but I know selling sunsets, of course. Yeah, right. Well, Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> and that has, right. that has rather glamorized, I suppose, the real estate industry. Um, I kind of love it. But I'm, I'm imagining you <clears throat> in your office in huge heels and designer handbags, just like selling sunsets. Is it exactly huge like that? Huge heels and designer handbags. Absolutely. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> Creating drama around the office. Like, <laughs> here's, here's my handbag. Uh, you know, oh, yes, beautiful. Leather, leather satchel. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, got a, I've, got a, I've got a great office in the Douglas Elliman office. And, and I'm back to the old school. I'm on the phones because that's what I'm used to. And, you know, I really have to build my network out here. So every day I am hitting the phones and arranging the meetings and going on various listing appointments and going to see these homes and trying trying to get them over the line. I know there's a lot of talk out there about, um, you know, the real estate market and uh, the weak dollar and we're in a recession and all of this craziness, but I am so not seeing it. You know, wow. people are buying, people are selling. Um, yes, the inventory in the market is a little low. So we're having a big influx of buyers, not only in 
in LA, but internationally as well, because I'm with Douglas Elliman and we have a um we have a partnership with Night Frank in London, which is great. I love dealing with the London guys. I'm putting business their way, they're giving us business this way. And we've just got such a big influx of international investors looking to invest into to LA because of the, you know, the weak pound to the dollar. Yeah. Um, but there's just not a lot of products out there. Nobody wants to sell their their homes. So I'm right, having right. to call up like, hey, you know, incredible home. Do you want to sell it? <laughs> Fancy selling it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're like, where would I move to? I'm like, I can help you find somewhere. But yeah, yeah. So it- well, I suppose selling a house in a way is a bit like acting or, or presenting you know and you've got such a That's diverse right. back, background with experience in so many various fields how do you think these backgrounds have influenced your approach to real estate the the marketing absolutely so um you know feel free to check out my website jonathan pash com. you know my team straight away came in and did the most incredible branding and website and brochure and video content did an amazing photo shoot around um, Beverly Hills. So I'm going into this market with, you know, 15, 16 years sales experience, presenting experience as well, which is really helping when I'm meeting clients face to face, or I want to do a really cool presentable video about a particular property for my social media. And then alongside that, I've already got my marketing team who are on board and, and helping and, you know, coming in with the success of this so it's funny how the all of the experience is really integrated and merged into one particular industry and i love real estate i'm so passionate about it um we're not used to it lauren you know it's no. not like selling a, a, a one of the townhouses in in clapham common it's it's so different yeah these these houses over here are so vast they're the gigantic and pools and cinema rooms and I I just I absolutely (laughs) love it and you know I'm a big believer in um, the secret the law of attraction and 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 I'm in I'm in these homes and I'm looking at these incredible views of the Hollywood Hills and I'm like one day not too long away this is going to be my experience I'm going to bring this experience into my reality and um it's it's a great position to be in. Don't get me wrong, it's it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of man hours. I've had a lot of deals fall out of bed, as they say, but a lot of the no's are gonna lead to the yeses. So my yeah. advice for anybody out there looking to get into real estate is just get in their head first, get learn up a, as, as much education as you can because it's a completely new, different industry. And just grind, grind like never before. What be the hardest worker in the room? And mm. it's just a numbers game out here. It's that yeah, if you yeah. if you think positively and you be- really, really strongly believe in the bottom of your heart that you're gonna meet this multi-million dollar entrepreneur in the tech industry, and he wants to mm. sell his thirty-five million dollar home in in the Holmby Hills, then you will you will meet that person. Mm-hmm. And they're just on the other end of the line, or they could be in a cafe in a bar. I do um I do a lot of door knocking. I absolutely love it. So I've been go- yeah, I've been going to a lot of the you know some of the the richest neighborhoods in LA, and I literally just knock on the door and I'm like, 
Hi, I'm Johnny. I'm a I'm a realtor with Douglas Elliman in Beverly Hills. I've done a financial report on the on your road at the moment. I just wanted to leave it on your doorstep. And you know, whilst they're reading that, I'm like, hey, how long have you been here? How long have you lived in the neighborhood? Would you ever consider selling your house? Are you, are you looking potentially looking to buy an opportunity? And and it, it's great. That's how you pick up your leads yeah. out here. It's See, just, this is where your presenting comes in as well. Yeah, you, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Being fearless and just knocking on fearless. the door and just yeah. and, and just doing it. And we're British as well. So it, exactly. it gives us that edge. We, <laughs> and I know, love what you just care. said about the numbers game, because I often say that about myself with acting, of course, oh, because yeah. we, get, we get a lot of knockbacks, you know, auditions come, auditions go. And oh, I always yeah. say it's a numbers game. No matter how many auditions I get, I'm going to book one of them. For so, sure. You know, I've got to keep sure. going. I've been and on your side of the fence and, you know, going to many, many castings, waiting for that call back. And, you know, they yeah. take ages to get back to you. And you're yeah. like, yeah. And as you said, it's complete numbers game. Build a really nice prospect base out there. Mm -hmm. Go on as many auditions as you can throughout the day, yeah. as many as you can squeeze in. Yeah. And then just let it just let it go. If it's meant mm -hmm. to be and it's meant to come into your alignment with life, it will happen. So yeah. I saw um I saw online something that you said that you live by a quote, don't dream your life, live your dream. Which by the way, I just absolutely wow. love. Yeah, I read that about you. Do you remember I saying I wrote that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm going to take that into my day. Yeah, don't dream your life, live your dream. And it's, I, wow. it resonated so much with me when I saw it because while well, we're all about chasing dreams on this podcast and I feel like you're someone that's really carved a path for yourself you know you you've worked through so many different elements what advice would you have for people listening that that do just want to do just that try and carve their path follow their dreams do you know i will say right i will throw this out there i i didn't have the best upbringing i came from not a nice place of of croydon i really i'd probably say about 10, 15 years ago, I really had some financial trouble. I was, I was like dead on the floor with it and I, and I was depressed. And I did, to be honest with you, I don't mind throwing them under the bus, but certain family members just were not supportive. I come from a very working class, negative at times family. And all of that has just built up in me and just, has taken me on another level of striving for success. You know, the highest element of hard work and networking and connecting with people and just just doing the right thing, you know, Lauren, just like giving back and being extremely grateful for every single little part of your life, especially this. I mean, look where we are, this is, you know, I could, I, I wasn't here a couple of years ago. You you can achieve anything in your life. That That's hands down, bottom line, the truth. But I just feel like if you give back, if you treat people kindly, if you think um, to the highest level of positivity, work hard, um, you'll, you'll get there. That's, that's just it. Just yeah, be true, that's... be truthful to yourself. Be patient. Don't let, don't let, you know, the auditions knock you down or this opportunity hasn't gone your way. We're here on this life. Everything is meant to happen for a reason. 
you create your own luck in in this world and just in a way don't take anything too seriously it's all a learning curve it's all it's all there to teach you i had a car crash two nights ago oh no i hosted that event down the road pulling coming off from fairfax pulling into the left the guy has just slammed his brakes i've gone straight in the back of him Mm. um i don't know what he was doing on the turn he's just he said somebody was cutting him up and he's just slammed and i've gone straight in the back there's no way i could have seen him and i was like why why did that happen why did that particular opportunity what was that there to teach me in that moment and i have a feeling it was something to do with i need to i need to relax maybe i'm Mm. doing too much because i've been doing this event and this event i my wife keeps telling me we need a holiday and she's absolutely right but because I've been so busy here with so many opportunities, I haven't had time to think. I need to be more present. And that's exactly what that that wow. crash was teaching me. And you know what it's like here. They're yeah. on the phone to their lawyers and this and that. It's oh, very God, different. Yeah. The drivers are stressful here. <laughs> it's very different. But I, in the moment, I was very calm and placid. And the guy was all like, oh, my neck. And I just went, I went straight up to him and gave him a hug. I was like, hey, man, come on. We're all good. We're sweet. We'll let the insurances take care of it. I dealt with that moment, not in worry and stress and anxiety. I dealt in that that moment of, okay, that was supposed to teach me something right now. And let's just chill with it and, and get through it. And that is hey, such every, a beautiful way. It's a beautiful way to look at things. I think that is some yeah. really won- wonderful advice that you've given. Because as you say, you know, having the upbringing that you had, you could have gone the complete opposite way and been sure. ne- negative and sat in and felt sorry for yourself. And with this car accident, you could have been furious. You know, it's how we react to yeah, situations. It's going to cost me money. It's this and yeah, that. But yeah. you, you can't, it's, you're creating something that's not even there. So yeah. you just need to let it go, brush it yeah. off it happens it's happened for a reason it's here to teach you something and yeah. just let it unfold you can't do anything about it you can I just think learn that's from really it. beautiful advice really beautiful advice what what ambitions remain for you in the future now then um i'm probably gonna be and i say this and we could probably document this where are we at here april <laughs> the 20 april the 21st 2023 <laughs> i can see me being one of the major players on million dollar listing in i don't know okay. what I don't know what time period, as long as they keep the show rolling, but I can see me being a character on there for sure. Um, You've said it and I see it, I see it. You know, my other goal was to achieve 100 million in real estate in my first year, this year. Yeah, let's see. Hey, let's see. <laughs> we'll see. You've still got, you got till November, right? Until a year? Yeah. You've still got, got time though? Still got time, got still time. got time. It's a couple of deals. Yeah, you've got you to know? put it out there, like you say as well. Say, it it's there. documented now. You know? <laughs> uh, the green card's coming in, no problem at all, even though we had to submit some extra information. You know what it's like, this game. So that'd be fine. I um, definitely want to buy a house here and um, what, what, I want to have kids at some point um, and just and probably sell the company at some point as well. <laughs> Just and, a few ambitions then. Just yeah, a few. just a few, just a few. <laughs> um, but just, you, you know, just enjoying whatever life, um, ca- you know, comes our way, really. Just, I'm mm-hmm. so, I'm so grateful to be here. And 
I need to keep reminding myself of that every single day and and just life life's a journey it's just yeah. it's unfolding how you believe your your mindset is um going to create the day it's we're coming up with these thoughts uh we're doing this every single day we're constantly visualizing on where we want to take our life so we just we have to keep dreaming we have to keep visualizing i would recommend any of your listeners do a vision board print off the the photos put it on a big a1 look at it every single day there's a really good app on um apple at the moment where you can have it on your phone I, I've got a thing called Mind Movies. I look at this Mind Movie every single night before I go to bed of my forthcoming goals that I want to achieve. So you wake up in the morning, you've already got a, a direct plan of yeah. action. On top of all of that, meditation is the key. Absolutely. I meditate twice a day um, in the mornings, last thing at night. You have to clear and reset the mind and you have to connect with your your inner your soul your subconscious because that's going to guide you the way it's supposed to with life that gut feeling that you have about many things it could be uh, an audition that you went to and you came away and that gut feeling is like hey i nailed this i've got this the only way of activating that feeling more regularly and and more expansively is through constant meditation so I've been banging on about that for years and it really got me through my dark periods about 15 years ago and I've been doing it ever since and that's just been the key to my success. Wow, this is some excellent, excellent advice to end we're on, Johnny. It's been we're have to do another so, one, aren't we? I know, we need to. It's been so wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be my guest on A Brit in LA. After recording today's episode, I filled in my best mate back home, singer and actor Noel Sullivan of Hearsay fame, all about my chat with Johnny. So here's a recording of that. I said to Johnny that like selling sunsets has really like glamorized the real estate age, like industry here in LA. That's I want to be on that show, but I don't actually want to be a real estate agent. Yeah. Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You want you want to ring the bell and say I've just made two million dollars in commission that's what you want you don't want to actually go through because what what is essentially uh you know, imagine if they did a british version of it i know like, hiya hiya mate you're at winkworth's or foxton's or other estate agents are available um and and it's just like a load of lads being like oh i've got this shitty one bed flat i sold yeah. it oh well done you've made 40 quid commission yeah, um, exactly. It's really glamorized. But, it's not like that. <laughs> no, it's not like it. And and when you tune into them and they're all I I mean, I'm obsessed with anything property I'll watch. You know, property like porn. there's an amazing there's an amazing French one. Um, I can't think of the name of it now. It's on Netflix and they they sell these beautiful uh properties around Paris and because they're doing it in French, you're just like so they sound so beautiful and it's got subtitles oh. and you know, they're just saying the same thing really. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, there's a lovely garden, um, <laughs> semi-detached. <laughs> it's got this many the, bathrooms. It's uh, it's in the school network that you need. Um, yeah, I don't know. Great, great, great uh, transport links into town. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, exactly that. But no, I don't want to actually go and get my like real estate license or whatever, whatever you have to like study to do. No, 
No. no, no, no. Well, you would if you were making that money. That's the point. And you could also look like the women on there who all look exactly yeah. the same. That's it's what I like want to do big... as well. Wear like my designer stiletto in my bag, like go in, ring the yeah. bell, like faff around in huge mansions. Yeah, okay. with your massive white teeth and your huge fake boobs. What Perfect. a job. Perfect. Yeah. That's what I want to do. But before before Johnny, well, he still kind of does a bit of presenting, he was saying, but he used to um, red carpet host. Now, I want to know, Noel, what, obviously there are a lot of people on the red carpet trying to like vie for celebrities' attention as they walk down, right? What would be yeah. the thing that you would ask to make you stand out or to make a celebrity stop and chat to you on the carpet? Um, I'd say something like, oh, you got toilet roll stuck to your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> and then they look and then they look back up and you've got the camera in their face. Hiya. <laughs> what are Aya. you wearing? Hiya, what are you wearing? <laughs> well, actually, who, are you, who are you wearing? That's one of the things that Johnny says he never would ask because everybody was asked that, you know? Oh, but that's why he's Johnny Pash. Johnny Pash, boss of the fash. <laughs> Very good. Did that just come to you? Yeah. All I think of Some... when I hear Pash is like a Pash on. You know, did you have that saying like to pass on with someone like to, to pass kiss. On, kiss them? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we didn't say that in Wales. That must be a Midlands thing. I don't know whether it is a Midland thing or whether I've just... It is. I've never... No. Or, or it sounds more like an Australian word, to pass, the verb to pass. <laughs> well, Australians <laughs> do like to abbreve, don't they, actually? Yeah, so, they do. They tights are braves. They yeah, love a pesh. Let's not start with the accents again. <laughs> Oh, Especially no. not when you say start. You can't start. say start. No, start. Start. Let's not there you go. start. I, I feel like <laughs> Australians often sound like they've got false teeth, like this kind of like. It's only because you're watching maths. That's why. Everyone everyone on maths, that's married at first sight for the, for the uninitiated. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I would love to be a red carpet host. I feel like I'd, I'd really enjoy that because to get into chat. I think you'd be great at it. Yeah. yeah. How do you get into You should have asked Johnny Pash how you get into that. Frankly, I'm coming for your job, Pash. Coming for your no, job, I don't think... Pash. No, nah, you wouldn't be competition. You'd be... You're very different. Yeah, actually, we could be a pair, couldn't we? Two Brits, you know. I think, I think you've got enough co-hosts, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you, you're always my one and only pair. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Even if I don't really believe you. L love you. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to A Brit in LA with me, Lauren Samuels. Thank you to my very inspiring guest today, Jonathan Pash. Thanks to my pal back home, Noel Sullivan. And thanks, of course, to you guys for pressing play. If you're enjoying the pod, remember to like and follow. It really goes a long way in keeping the show afloat. You can always get in touch with me via our website, abritinla.fm. There is a little uh, contact form there where you can fill it out and get in touch with me. Give me a follow on the old socials, Instagram, at Lauren Samuels 88, at abritinla underscore pod. Same on Twitter and TikTok and yada, yada, yada. Have a wonderful week until we meet again. And remember, wherever you are in the world, go for your dreams. TTFN.